meanwhile, we're going to talk about 2024, too. We have some polls in that Donald Trump's not going to like. We have some polls in that Joe Biden is going to absolutely hate. Uh, also, what I saw at that tech conference yesterday on the Senate side was absolutely alarming. I love the fact that there were parents and uh, grieving families there to tell their side of the story so it wasn't just politicians against tech experts. I think something's going to come out of this. And we're also going to talk about what's happening with Iran and when are we going to get serious about the series of strikes. We have a it's seemingly a slowly out of control Middle East with us right now, a man who's seen it all as governor in Virginia, knows he's proven he can run a state and as senator. Uh, he has no problem taking on his own party when he thinks they're wrong. Senator Joe Manchin is also considering a run for the presidency because he's not going to run for another six years in the Senate. He's chairman of Energy and Natural Resources, Appropriations, Armed Services, and Veterans Committee, and uh, Veterans Affairs. And believe me, his plate is always full. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin, the first thing, the most important, I understand uh, your wife was in an accident. How is she? She's doing well, Brian. Thank you. It's good to be with you. But it was very scary. She was on uh, her work assignment. She's with the uh, she's the uh, head person with the uh, Appalachian Regional Commission. She was in Birmingham, and they were driving from the airport to the uh, Sheraton Hotel when they got kind of broadsided, uh, t-boned, if you will, uh, in uh, someone running a red light. Wow. Uh, so God bless her. I mean, it's, it's the grace of God. It was a miracle. And she's bruised up pretty good, but uh, she's going to survive, and she's home in West Virginia resting right now. We wow. got her back out of the hospital. Wow, that's fantastic. I'm glad she's okay. It's scary. You never know. I mean, it's nothing you to do with know. her. She's just driving. Let me just tell you how tough she is. She calls me, and she says, uh, honey, I was in an accident, but I'm, I'm okay, I think. And I says, where are you? She says, I'm laying on the gurney, and they're putting me in an ambulance. That's my first call I got. Wow. <laughs> I know. And what were you thinking? And I took off and went down there. So we got everything. And the UAB, uh, the hospital, University of Alabama uh, Trauma Center in Birmingham was just fantastic. The whole pe- All the people were great in Alabama. Very, very good. So you just, you were just traveling together? No, no. I was here in Washington getting oh. ready to speak. I had a phone call. It was 4 o'clock her time, 5 o'clock my time in gotcha. Washington. I was getting ready to go to dinner to speak at a dinner. And I got that phone call from her and just got a plane as quick as I could and went right down and stayed a couple of days with her and got her stabilized and she's back home resting. But they took her and observed her and checked everything up and down and a couple times over. All right. That's awesome. Uh, I'm glad she's going to be okay. Uh, yeah, Senator. thank you. So I know, so I know she, she'd want you back in action and back in action you are. <laughs> Uh, first things first, we see that, uh, the president says I've decided on an answer when it comes to Iran, I've decided on an hour of operations. And then NBC publishes the story that we're going to hit IRGC, um, bases as well as different militia sites. And they basically, according to Jennifer Griffin, have now vacated these bases. Is this the way to handle Iran in the region? Well, I haven't seen that. That's on armed services right now. We're to get, you know, to get a, a secured hearing on this and, and a briefing. Uh, I have not seen exactly, and I understand. You know, sometimes you would like the element of surprise, but boy, I'll tell you, if some news gatherings have already received this, it's, it's alarming. There, it's being played out in the news media before we've able we're able to see it here in uh, in Congress. But we've got to we have got to strike back, and we will strike back. I'm sure. You've got to build a coalition and keep a coalition together. I understand how important that is. So uh, I know he's been they've been criticized for taking too long to respond. Uh, and uh, you, you, I mean, it's just imperative that we keep our uh, 
our coalition together, and UK has been right there with us. We're bringing others on, and I'm just uh, anxious to see the Saudis and UAEs in that part of the world um, get into the fight also. So you want them actually committing troops to take on the Houthi rebels? You want them committing troops to— um, I would like that's in their neighborhood. It's, it benefits them. It's their neighbors. They need to clean up that neighborhood. We can help them with the technical technical support that we're doing, and also trying to keep the shipping lanes and doing everything that we can to keep commerce and the world order, if you will, to a certain extent. So the pricing is not gouged all the way around the world and it's felt in America too. But with that, they have to clean up that neighborhood. And only uh, the uh, Saudis, UAEs, and, and the Bahrains have been doing a great job. They've engaged, and we. Just just need others in that part of the world to say enough is enough. Are you, are you used uh, you to being know. briefed? Are you used to being briefed on things like this from Republican and Democratic administrations? Because there's been some frustration on both sides, I think, because they seem in the dark about what they're doing. And, you know, we were in the dark about where our secretary of defense was for a while. No, we've been we we've got briefings. We get we get all what we call uh, all member briefing, which is a hundred senators, uh, Democrats, Republicans sitting there. They're always very very good briefings. We can ask questions. Sometimes people are frustrated. Sometimes that we're hearing things that we already heard in the press, and uh, that's very frustrating. And then, but most times we get uh, we we get the straight skinny of what's going on, the challenges we face. They never give us, and, and they're not going to uh, at that time divulge what their strategy is they have three or four options they'll lay out for us you can you know you can surmise yourself what would you think be the best and then we see it happen but uh, with with that uh, I've been uh, I've been pretty well impressed with the briefings I'm receiving and also the answers I get when I'm uh, a little bit uh, concerned and confused about things sound a little bit muddled and you're wondering why haven't we hit why are we taking so long and then when you saw the coalition, you can't put a coalition together overnight. It just doesn't happen that way. But if anyone's so, going to hit Iran and their assets, it's going to be us. And now they're hitting us directly. They killed three of our guys. They wounded 40 in Tower 22 uh, in that region. So they were not be able to be protected. Some confusion about drones coming in and out. Not sure. Yeah. But if you're one of the families of the 2,500 sitting in Iraq or the few hundred sitting in, in Jordan today, you feel as though you're unprotected and you cannot get on the offensive because the word is you can knock down the rocket, but you can't down knock take out the guy that shot the rocket. Well, I think you're going to see that change. I think you've seen that change down in Yemen. Uh, and they've taken out not only the uh, areas of, uh, right. of concerns that we have with the radars and all that, but they've been hitting strategic posts and strategic places where there's been damage. And you're, you just, you're, <laughs> I can assure you, they're getting hit and hit hard. Uh, and we're going to take out all the leaders that we possibly can. I think you know, and I've said this. This is something that, that Brian, right now, the politics get to a, a fever pitch, and that's what's happening. We've got to calm it down. And in the United States, we have got to be united in our fight against terrorists anywhere in the world. And you have to be committed to wipe out terrorism. And I've, I've, I've described terrorists this way. Civilized countries who have disputes and they go to war, uh, you have uh, basically the rules of war, and, and you adhere to that. Uh, but when you have a, a, a um, terrorist organization, they use their people to protect their war machines. Civilized countries use their war machines to protect their people. You've got to eliminate that because you're not going to change it. Their values are completely different. And this is what we're fighting. And it's not just us. It's people know all over the world that are fighting terrorists. And that part of the world where it's breeding and basically uh, incentivizing right. 
this type of terror activity has to be eliminated. So, Senator, and right now in yeah. Iraq and Syria and all the places where we have troops, we can't leave those areas, but we have to be strategically how we uh, protect, but also how we uh, not only defend ourselves, right. but eliminate the terrorists where we can. But Senator Manchin, just no one's afraid of us. Uh, in fact, the Iranians said if we hit them, we're prepared. They're prepared to hit us again. So they're warning us before we even retaliate. And they're basically responsible for killing our people. So we've got to get on the front foot. And it, it, I want to be the toughest kid on the block again. We pay a lot of money for that, for that title. I want to show everyone we deserve it. But I want to talk about something else that you and I uh, feel the same about. Well, we're going to hit hard. And trust me, they are scared of us. They can tell you all they want to. They can speak tough. But I can tell you one thing. The United States of America, they're scared. They should be scared because we can do unbelievable damage to them, but we don't want to escalate if we can help that. That's why strategic strikes, making sure we hit the right people in the right place right. to send a, a clear message. You will not put any American in danger or harm, and you will not basically be attacking us without absolute, I mean absolute, right. response is going to be deadly. Something else we agree on is not using our natural resources, especially at this time, especially with natural gas, especially when Russia has cut off Europe uh, voluntarily. They've cut right. off their relations with them. We could provide all of that. And out of nowhere, the president, not out of nowhere, the New York Times wrote the story that there's pressure from the green side of your party to cut back on this uh, fossil fuels, one of which they look at is is a uh, uh, natural gas, so they stop all new contracts on natural gas. Look at what Senator Kennedy is going to do because of this. Listen. Well, I could be, but I, I won't be. I'm going to be very selective in who I block. But the truth is that uh, in trying to stop exporting of liquefied natural gas, the president um, is committing energy suicide for America, and he's hurting the environment at the same time. And I think he's doing it frankly, just to pander to the moon wing of his party. How do you feel about that? Is Kennedy right? Well, let me make sure you understand. I'm chairman of the Energy Committee. Today, we are producing in the United States of America more energy than ever in the history of our country. No matter who the president has been in the past, Republican or Democrat, Obama, Trump, Reagan, whoever you want to pick, we're producing more energy today than we ever have, and people can't believe that and come to grips. This administration won't acknowledge that basically through the IRA, we forced them to produce more oil and more gas, cleaner energy in America to help stabilize the world order, if you will, but also make us energy independent. We're able to help our allies. In 2016, we were not basically producing any LNG exporting it at all, not zero. Today, it's 13.8 billion, uh, billion cubic feet a day. That is going to go to 26 billion, and they're putting the pause at 26. So we're not stopping anything from going. I'm having a hearing right now to find out if it's prudent or not, and if it's based on if it's based on the economy, it's based on the reserves that we had and what we do to our own economy. Do we have enough energy uh, to uh, produce for America and keep our economy moving and also help our allies around the world? That's what we have to do. Now, I think they're pandering to the left. I do, and I've been absolutely critical of what's been going on. And I'm going to call that meeting, and I'm going to I'll have the facts, and we'll we'll just call it the way it is, Brian. But right now, make this no, we're not in jeopardy. It's not going to happen today. We've got another 13 billion. We're going to double the production we have right now with everything that's in the queue. 
what they're saying is they're going to throttle back and not put any more permits out. I think that is premature. We ought to have this hearing. We ought to find the facts out and forget about the politics and the people that want no energy whatsoever as far as to do with fossil. I'm sorry. It's called the global climate. It's not called the United States climate. And I can guarantee you we have reduced our footprint with our emissions more than any country in the world in the last two decades. And we're doing it better and cleaner than anywhere else. But for the administration not to say this is an energy security bill that we have, we're producing more energy today. 37 trillion cubic feet of gas was produced last year. We'll do 38 trillion this year. 4.6 billion barrels of oil was Senator, produced last year. Uh, I think we're going to do great. more this year. But Europe, as you know, lost their number one supplier, and that was Russia. If we could be their number one supplier, it's a win for everybody. And if well, we, we, will, if Brian, we, if we, we curtail we're, it, if we curtail we're, it now, it's bad. We're not curtailing it now. I just don't want it curtailed at 26, right. at 26 billion cubic feet a day. We're going to double. We're producing about 40 percent. We picked up 40 percent to help our allies in Europe so they don't have to go back to Russia. The next 13, that should take care, and we should make sure, make sure that they never go back to Russia or gotcha. these rogue nations that use their revenue to do harm to us. But with that, where is it, 30 or 40? You don't want to get over right. the scale to where we don't have enough reserves to take care right. of America. That's the balancing act we're looking right now. Now, but they are playing knee-jerking, and their re- and uh, I think their statement yeah. said that they were concerned about the climate. I'm concerned about the climate. I'm concerned about the energy it takes to run the country and defend the country. So that comes energy security. If you want to be the superpower of the world, Brian, right. you better have energy security. We've got it, and we need to keep it, and we can't let politics being played with it mm-hmm. and the knee-jerk from the left or right or any other direction. So I can tell you, wait till the February the 8th. I'll have this hearing. And I guarantee you'll get answers. I hope so. And then hope they listen to you because they still can do their own thing. <laughs> Senator Joe right. Manchin, I guess. Senator, I had the head of No Labels on, the co-chair of No Labels on uh-huh. uh, this week. Uh, he said he's on about 16 states. You said you want him on uh, 30, 34 by Super Tuesday for you to jump in. Are they getting closer? RFK Jr. feels as though he's going to get on all 50 states. I talked to him yesterday. Uh, where are you guys at with No Labels and where are you at with your decision? Well, let me say, I'm not, I haven't been out campaigning. I've been out basically listening and talking to people, and they're scared to death of what we see right now. The country is divided, and they're wanting you to pick a side. The only side is the American side. It's not a Democrat or Republican side. And I agree and disagree with both parties at certain times, and I've been the most independent person out there that's been voting here in Congress, trying to hold everyone's feet to the fire and doing the right thing for our country. No Labels is, is, is a venue that started back in the end of 2010, and it gave a venue of bipartisanship. You you could come and talk to your Republican friends, and Democrats could discuss different uh, concerns that we had and different yeah. challenges that we had. That's fine. Now all they're going into, they want to make sure that they have an opportunity for a option that we come down and Super Tuesday's over and it's decided and it's handicapped. Let's say right now, if you're handicapping it, and you have uh, former President Trump and President Biden back in a uh, two-way race. Do they want an option? Right now, both parties don't seem to be over enamored with what they have. And can an option have an opportunity to succeed? Well, you can't succeed unless you're in all 50 ballots. And you can't succeed if you're only on half of those. So I think no labels as challenge is making sure that the 34 states that they can get on, that they have done that ballot, you know, sequestering that. And then the candidate has to be on about the other 16 on their own. That can be done. But the attraction of having someone who's laid out the framework that we're on 32 
or 34 states, I'm, I'm not sure if it's 32 or 34, that you have to be on, and it has to be an organization. And that would be a platform. And right. then whoever they want to choose or whoever they think can get on that and be given an option, that, that's what would be decided. But right. that's, uh, that's down the road here gotcha. right now. Let's see what plays out. Senator Joe Manchin, always great to talk to you. I sense you're going to get in if I'm a betting person. Senator Joe Manchin's going to be in after Super Tuesday. Well, I'll do whatever just, it takes to help the country, Brian. That's right. all I can tell you. And We've I just got want to come together. And please tell uh, tell your uh, wife to get better soon. We're all pulling for her. I will, Brian. I'll tell Gail, and she, she appreciates the, the concerns and your prayers. All Thank right. you. Go get him, Senator Joe Manchin. Back Take care. You. Take care, Brian. Bye-bye. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.